Yeah, so welcome to episode 62 of the Mike Lantney Show, the late episode 62, coming to you on a Wednesday as opposed to the usual Tuesday slot because um, Vera Duckworth over here decided to show up in a Gap hoodie yesterday and had to be immediately sent home as he and his suburban father from 1996. The sinking sand of despair, the smell of dread in the air, I'm head to toe in my own fear. I'm going to die and I need to cry ah. 62 episodes If people are listening to this who are 61 and 0 If you have listened to all 61 We salute you and we thank you That is a big deal It's a long way you've come with us And listener engagement is important to us Let us know how you're feeling Let us know what you think is going on at the show at the minute And also if you have any guest recommendations Feel free, well some of you do Some of you leave it out uh, one guy suggested Harry Findlay we went and got him a guest people do forget a guest recommended Harry Findlay we went and got him but there is people who should just literally keep their messages to themselves one dude in particular I don't care if your uncle won the All-Ireland with Offaly in 1981 the literal Lee McCarthy the game doesn't count now how do you think it counted when bald coal miners were running around with the Cactus Jack weapon barbed wire around a fucking baseball bat seriously some people know they shouldn't be contacting the show others if you fancy fancy a punt at it do it but for all those people who have been on the journey brace yourselves and we have some remarkable things lined up and we are looking forward to sharing them with you maybe even changing the format of the show slightly I don't know what 2020 holds but you will be looking back at the old stuff like the old day Simpsons episodes when Lisa had the fucking stalagmites coming out of her head. I'm not talking when it was good. I'm not talking yeah. mid-90s. I'm talking 1990, 88 Can't kind of period it. because that show was absolutely insane in its peak. It's very kind of cliche and almost nerdy. And if someone came up to me with Simpsons banter, yeah. I would immediately leave right. the boozer. But you cannot forget that that thing was a counterculture movement frowned yeah. upon by George Bush Sr., the first show that represented the American family for what they actually were, as opposed to the comedic American dream, innocent, fairy dust-sprinkled American family. The Simpsons came along, they had the fucking alcoholic, yeah. anger problem husband, they had the frustrated housewife, the kid with behavioural problems, the young daughter who wasn't achieving her potential because she kind of grew up in a sexist world that didn't really believe women could, and the mute baby who wasn't getting enough attention because the parents couldn't afford to have three. It was an absolutely amazing show before it absolutely lost its nut after season eight when a lot of the writers left and the world around it changed. And when you get that success, you lose your eagerness. Not many things have lost their fame like The Simpsons. I don't think people realise it was the biggest fictional show in the world. It had had dolls in China, Japan. Nothing had ever been seen like these yellow fuckers. It was it was absolutely insane. The only person who has even come close to losing that level of fame is is your buddy fighting on on the weekend, oh, Conor McGregor. No one cares about him, no. But I, for the first time in my life, slightly do care about Conor McGregor now. And I think it's because his fans have fucked off on him. Because yeah. that's the type of people those fans are. They're not loyal sports guys. The minute that he stopped being cool, they fucked yeah. off. And I think they will return because there's absolutely no question about the fact that Conor McGregor 
is going to absolutely really? batter that 36 year old who's lost 13 times. Okay. There's no question about you know how much money the UFC would lose if Conor McGregor's brand officially ends this weekend yeah, no, and, he, and he doesn't win. He's guaranteed to win, and I'm actually up for him because the fan and the hysteria isn't there and his interviews have fascinated me yeah. I think his attitude and the way he's calling it a season is very professional and I will be rooting him on well, the yeah. weekend but I'd say it's the last time ever because the minute he wins the YouTubers will be back with ukuleles and yeah. fucking swollen heads and the whole syndrome will return McGregor syndrome and cocaine will become considered part of your diet as you go to the gym five days a week and then smash it on the weekend dicky bows will become all the rage again house of fraser green dicky bows will be worn recreationally by guys who are 32 years of age like do you know how many people took up fighting because of conor mcgregor in the mid-10s i was at charity boxing events where people were knocking their best mates out because of charity boxing events where people were getting applauded for putting their best friend oh, unconscious in front of hundreds of people. Yeah. Do you think it's okay to be KO'd? Do you know how serious of a to your brain. event getting knocked out is? Kimbo Slice, I think, made a cool on YouTube and people thought it was slick to knock people out and people used to put up videos. It's unbelievably scary. You leave the world. You briefly become paralysed. I wouldn't get KO'd for a night with mid-90s Carmen Electra. I wouldn't get KO'd knocked out via punch to avoid a night with Don French, the vicar of fucking Dibley. <laughs> Do you know how fragile the brain is? It's made up of blood vessels and nerves, a soft mass of tissue controlling our neural functions. Basically commands how we live yeah, as homo right. sapiens. Dude's getting applauded for because McGregor made fighting that nearly, nearly a must. Think, think about what I'm saying to you. Charity boxing yeah. events. It's a piss take. You're supposed to walk in to the Shawn Michaels music and go on a few turnbuckles. You're supposed to be half pissed. People were knocking people out. They had coaches in their corner. Embarrassing. The brain is protected from contact with the skull, obviously. It floats in cerebrospinal fluid. When you literally try to kill a childhood friend, so you look hard, so you can finally make up yeah. for getting picked last in PE. Let's not forget, these guys were touching 30, who I saw. They were touching 30 years of age. Michael Collins didn't die yeah, much um, older than that. The brain slams into the skull due to the acceleration caused by the blow and the deceleration that comes from the muscles basically stopping your head from falling off. Brain cells are killed at a ridiculous rate. The nervous system goes 90, and you basically become momentarily paralyzed at a charity boxing event. What, what did these guys say when they went home to their own? Yeah, how, how, was, the, how was the charity boxing event, Thomas? Yeah, no, it was, it was good, Mum. Yeah. I momentarily uh, paralyzed Jono there, completely undermining the role of his uh, cerebrospinal fluid, and did two grams of coke after um, that Colombian kids died for. And forget the fact that it probably caused a thousand cardiac arrests in this country this year, but it's fine because Arthritis Ireland has a new fucking toaster. It's absolutely fine to paralyze your mate. Because the hospice can now afford more dog food for the Labradors that, that walk around needlessly bothering people who are about to die. Ooh, the hospice has Labradors. Have you ever heard anything so beautiful? Yeah. If I was a human 
and I knew I was about to die and some fucking dog yeah, a canine are. was walking around with more left in the tank than me it would be nothing but envy if I was on my deathbed and I'm staring at a Labrador pawing the side of me and nurse is trying to tell me he's beautiful I go can you get that thing out of here it's giving me an existential crisis way worse than the one I already have because I'm about to leave the world seriously hospices no those be beautiful places people can I understand yeah. the, the the point of them and I understand the people who work there are more or less Mother Teresa oh, figures course, walking yeah. around the earth but like Seriously. The smell. Very depressing. Like, very depressing. Is it... Is it a comfortable way to go out? No. Is is just excessive denial not the best way to go out? If you told you four weeks to live, do you not just head to make a loose strip and you'll start doing buckets and getting on the fucking electric bull and just pretending it doesn't happen until eventually one day you're so pissed you collapse on the side of the road and you just die. And in hospice you just live with... Hospice you just live in fear and just consider what happens next and come to terms with it. Like, fuck that. Fuck coming to terms with the end. Seriously, McGregor syndrome was horrendous. People had coaches at this charity boxing event. The coaches were dressed up as John Kavanagh. They painted the rosacea on their face. Girls fighting, oh. taking it seriously at a charity event. Fucking Hillary Swank, a million dollar baby. The only thing missing was the stool in the corner, unfortunately. This was all due to McGregor. People were naming their babies D. <laughs> what do you mean D? That's not a name. It's a letter, D. It's coming again, but again, I'm not blaming Conor McGregor. I never have. I don't think he's a bad guy. And I think he's an extraordinary businessman. I blame his fans. I blame his followers. The one part of life that Conor McGregor negatively affected was the the pill industry. Ecstasy. MDMA. Ruined it. He made cocaine the go-to party drug. Because selling cocaine nearly became acceptable off the back of what McGregor was doing. Because it gave these guys who idolized him, who didn't have the ability to brawl, to flaunt money like their hero Conor McGregor yeah. uh, in a way that selling mass units of cocaine allowed you to do the watches, the shoes, the leopard print shirts the occasional man bun the, yeah, the coloured skin, the tattoos it allowed you to do that but that is, that, that's possibly a good thing like although cocaine comes with its dangers do you remember pills? They were Are they still a thing? How were they conducive to partying in any way? How were they fun? They're a remarkably serious drug. Nothing about it is enjoyable. Look at the relationships or friendships that are built on ecstasy. They just evaporate around you. They're non-existent. Like, do you remember Life Festival? Yeah. Like, is that still is that still in existence? No. Um, Life Festival was basically a collection of people who wanted to have seizures. Yeah. Uh, who wanted to stare at you seriously in the eye. Who wanted to excessively sweat. Um, and people who just probably live in regret for the next two years because they're saying things they should not be saying and it's fake anything they've said in the relationship they've built so there's nothing to build on it just puts people into an area of complete confusion and ambiguity my experience at Life Festival is one of the worst I've I've ever had in my life because first of all I don't think you're allowed to have tickets I think you have to sneak in I think that's part of the alt fun and sneaking in there is like the fucking Hunger Games this cunt's trying to shoot you on the way in. It's the most outrageous quest you can ever go on. And then you go in there and people are just throwing these blue things into them and you're just walking Dying around in absolute hell. The beat of the drum making its way through your body and that sense 
kind of simultaneously that the world is ending. <laughs> we are only here. Nowhere else exists. This is the only place. That, there's no spar. There's no such thing as an uncle. There's a sense of false <laughs> togetherness. And the volume of the inner silence when the drumbeat is going through your body and you've taken one of those things and you're walking around with people who you don't know but now have this false love for. The forgiveness you hold. The attitude of people. Like proper dickheads coming back with three bottles of water and they realise there's a fourth and then they go leg in a mile and go get you another one. And I'm talking these people are not nice sober. They're kind of a bit like you. Me. At, at best, it's kind yeah. of trained manners. They're not actually nice people. They have little trained things that make them seem nice, like the ability to fake laugh yeah. or deliberate fake questions. They're holding a door open for somebody on the way into the bathroom. Like I remember I was with somebody in a boozer the other night and he held the door open for this kind of introverted, nerdy guy who had no real charisma or charm or interest in yeah. false socialization. So he opened the door for the nerdy guy the early guy then went ahead of him and didn't open the door for him. Yeah, and the guy I was with was absolutely fuming, thinking your man's yeah. so ignorant. But then when we were in the bathroom, I was watching them both, and only the nerdy guy opted to wash his hands after he urinated. The other guy didn't. So the nerdy guy actually cares more about other people. He just is too into like books yeah. and sci-fi to play the fake game of false communication. He's the real nice guy. He's the guy who has the real manners, not holding doors open. What is holding a door open? It's the most overrated thing you can do for another human. What's it take? A fucking millisecond off their day. You have to swing it open. Guys waiting around school. Huh? There you go, sir. There you go, miss. Holding doors doors open for teachers yeah, people in airports holding doors open ah oh, thank you you're a gentleman why you did nothing you did nothing but wait four milliseconds and rest your hand on the door while someone was coming through what is that it's a trained human yeah, function manner. that makes you seem like you're sociable you're personable yeah. you're charming and you've manners and you're well raised it's a load of bullshit that's what those type of people are and they're getting people water bottles a kilometre away because they're off their nut on this false drug like MDMA was founded in 1912 by a German <laughs> pharmaceutical company it was intended as a compound to synthesise medication that control bleeding it was used in the 1970s and 80s by psychiatrists. They believe it enhanced communication. Cheating bastards, though. What do you mean you were using yokes in order to get your job done? That's an absolute... Yeah, I just think... Uh, I just think, Doctor... Uh, doctor, any tunes? Do you have any Frankie goes to Hollywood there, Doctor? You know, I just think that before you go any further, like, you have a great, you have a great way of people, Doc, do you, know, do you know what I mean? Can you, can you pass me the ashtray there? Yeah, that's your 18th Harry of the Session, my love. You've smoked 18 of them. DEA banned it in 1985, became a Schedule 1 drug. But imagine that. Like, the fact that it was even used in a psychiatric format just shows you that it's not conducive to partying. No. It's not a happy drug. If anything, it's very sad. The sight of a pilled man is, is one of life's saddest sights. It's not rock and roll. No, it's not, no. It's deep. It's sensitive. What's it's, rock and roll? <laughs> it, it's not even cool. No. Getting pilled or garried or out there. It's just like, it's just no, really no, grim. It's really grim and it's just David Platt yeah. when Gail's new fella tries to drive them into a fucking river. It's just youthful misery. And the worst is people who get stick for having never done it. I wouldn't really understand like you've never done it. No, they are completely correct in what they're doing. What do you mean you haven't done it? What, they haven't admitted to a girl that they should not know that they do. 
They haven't texted their brother telling them they love him, completely undermining, telling them they love him and they're proud of him, completely undermining the whole function they created that benefits each other's life by holding the brother at an arm's length. You know that kind of mutual male yeah. strength that brothers give to each other by never ever sharing their feelings? Something that's kind and necessary. Do we really want brothers sitting down, patting each other on the back no, and hugging not. each other? Of course we don't. Completely ruins the competitive edge that benefits them in yeah. life. And they also haven't done a pill rape, which is the worst form of sexual manipulation yeah. there is out there because obviously getting a girl drunk and we've been through that and we know um, what that has done to society and we've seen the, the court cases that have ensued. But when a girl takes a pill, after it passes in the, the next few days, the next few weeks, she has a skag. Her serotonin in her brain is completely gone. She never wants to think about it again. Because class A drugs carry so much stigma, you can't really report the fact that you no, engaged right. in non-consensual sex because in a way, you're admitting fault yourself because, well, you're the one who went and got pilled. Yeah. But it's the same thing as, as the drunk one. There's yeah, no difference. Yeah, no. Drink is a, a drug as well. But for some reason, when people get yoked and they come back from a festival afterwards or they come back from yeah. the Trinity Ball and there's semi-non-consensual sex... It's okay because they were both crawling around the ground like fucking caterpillars. But the other thing is like the people like, oh yeah, pills make me real emotional. They don't. They don't actually directly affect your emotions. That's something that people completely, I believe, get wrong. I subscribe to the the Lisa Fieldman Barrett view. What's that? Um, that it doesn't actually make you happy or sad because people don't really seem to understand what emotions are when you're on pills when you when you've taken a pill you're at a festival and you act differently and anger becomes sympathy and vice versa that's because it alters your predictions and these predictions and corrections are what affect the models of your world acting different because you're on the drug no so the brain evolved to serve your body okay um the body is full of resources that that need balance basically and this according to Dr. Lisa Feldman Barrett, is known as your body budget. Anytime this changes, feelings will arrive. This is an effect, not an emotion. There's two factors to this. You can feel pleasant or unpleasant. You can feel aroused or not aroused. Basically, it means calm or uncalm. Things that impact your body budget positively make you feel good. Things that impact it negatively make you feel bad. But this is just a part of consciousness. This is not emotion. Um, what affects these affects is a model of the world we create based off things we've been subjected to since we were in the fucking cot, since we were calling for mama's tit. But these models are based off predictions, not reactions. They're not a stimulus response. They are things we assume are going to happen, and then we adopt the emotion that we think will get us our goal based off our prediction. Your brain predicts what is going on both externally and internally. For example... If I got a gun in here right now, yeah. you would adopt the emotion of fear before you were actually shot. So, so you wouldn't, it wouldn't take the bullet to hit you. You would have fear because you believe that fear okay, is the thinking. best bet in order for you to reach your goal, which is ultimately survival. That's what fear is. Fear. No, emotions come from prediction you're making yeah, of yeah, things yeah. you've already fucking seen. So your model's completely made up of past experiences. So emotions are goal-based concept constructed of past experiences. For example, if you're at the Trinity Ball yeah. and you are pilled and you are not pilled. So if you're queuing for water 
yeah, yeah. And some some guy decides to skip you in the queue. Yeah. And you're sober. You'll feel hard done by. You'll feel like he is undermining you. Your body budget will change and you'll feel an effect. And because you feel he's undermining you and he thinks you're better than him, you will adopt the emotion of anger and shout at him because it's your best bet of achieving your goal. Your goal yeah. is to let him know, I am equal. Therefore, that's why you are angry. Okay. You're not angry because you're not on yokes. The yolks don't make you happy or angry. They affect your predictions. They affect your assumptions because they affect the serotonin okay. and dopamine levels in your brain. So it's a constructed emotion based off what you think you can achieve. But if you are yoked yeah. and you see a guy skip you in the queue, your prediction will change to, oh, he needs water more importantly than me because his girlfriend's dehydrated. Yeah. Will I even maybe get it from? You will construct the emotion of sympathy because you believe that that helps you achieve your goal of either getting his dehydrated girlfriend yeah. a drink or getting him who seems so eager a drink before you. That's what it does. Emotions don't really exist. They're just they're just things you construct based off the predictions and assumptions you've made of the world around you. They're basically a prescription for action. So it doesn't make you emotional at all. It's much more complex than that. For example, um, when I was on the quite pathetic Facebook page you created for yeah. this show. Oh, I mean, you don't do much for the show. Nope. Months ago, you told me a Facebook page. I've never been on it. I don't have Facebook because I'm not a gimp yeah. from 2012. Yeah, but yeah. I went on to it. And There's unfortunately, a message came up. Yeah. But it was from a random whatever. I didn't click into it. But with that, I was exposed to a variety of other messages. Okay. Now, I lived with you, of course, in the United States for yeah. well over a year. <laughs> I wasn't aware I was living with Charles Manson. We'll get back into that. Some of the shit going on, some of the relationships you had going on over there were, fuck me, they were much yeah. more disturbing than I thought. But I saw a very, very good example of you adopting an emotion okay. um, based off predictions of what was going on around you and how you thought it allowed you to achieve your goal. Yeah. And there's this particular lady called Isabel. Yeah. And you were... Basically, she seems into you and you're saying really fucked up shit to get her into you and you're acting like a weirdo. I don't even know what some of the things you're saying mean. I don't know how they're even relevant to any form of reality, but you're doing your thing. Yeah. Um, but then you start to predict rejection and rightly so. She's becoming less interested in you. So you start getting power. So what do you need to do in order to make sure she knows I'm better yeah, than you. That's what I mean. You can't start rejecting me. I've come from possibly a better background. You are at the end of the day. I don't even know what she was, but you treat her like dirt, so yeah, I assume you thought she was. And your goal is to let her know, I am superior. So out of nowhere, you say, just around the time where she's starting to reject you and she has absolutely no interest in you anymore, yeah. you just get on to her and go, any bikini contest coming up? <laughs> Because you know that she was like a Jessica Simpson, Jukes of Hazard, kind yeah, of getting her ass banked, getting dollar bills thrown at her in her youth. And you know she had a troubled upbringing. Yeah. And you decide to bring that up. And she goes, no, I'm not really into that anymore. And you say, you can always go back to the hell, can't you? Now, that is, for me, the emotion of anger. That is passive aggression. Yeah. And I think you're adopting it in order to achieve your goal, which is make her feel worse than you again and okay. therefore be more interested in you. But yeah. just for the, the crack, and just for the listeners, because the listeners yeah. are part of this family. Of course, yeah. Um, I printed something off for you. 
um, here. And messages. I, yeah, I went I to the know. trouble of printing off yeah. just a few of the messages that you shared with Isabel, <laughs> just to maybe show people how fucked up you really are and maybe make you realise why did she lose interest in yeah. you and why did you feel the need to adopt the emotion of anger in order to deal with your prediction of rejection and how you thought it would help you achieve your goal. Just just read out. The, okay. just read, so, what's that message there? Hi, I have a funny story for you. Uh, and me, hi. No, no. What did you say? Hi. Yeah. How, how many eyes are there? Five. There's five eyes in your message to her and you're wondering why she lost interest. Go on. That's exciting. Go on. Are we ever going to see each other again? That's you to her. Yeah. yeah. So you're set from the OC. <laughs> What's this one? Uh, I don't know. I, I know. It wasn't really my choice. What made you shave your head? I'm kind of going grey. Uh, speak into it. Uh, this might be hard for you. Let them know what you're doing. Okay. Okay, yeah. I'm kind of going grey. Ha ha. Jesus. So the shave head hides it. I'm currently getting bitten on the head by mosquitoes on my head. Look like a neo-Nazi. A bit. You, you look like a neo-Nazi. Oh, yeah. It's good banter, isn't it? Grey hair is sexy. Who cares? Is it? <laughs> Is it? Is it? I need further validation. Tell me more, Isabella. Tell me more about your delusion well, about my appearance. Well, it's not bald. Like, kind of look like David Beckham. <laughs> when his head was shaved. I kind of look like David realize. Beckham. One of the greatest looking men ever to come out of the UK. And he's manipulating. He's manipulating the young American woman into believing that Beckham's a lookalike. He gets a bit. I kind of look like David Beckham. No, continue, because there's more to this. Well, you're sexy. Well, you're sexy. So who cares? That's what he wanted. Soccer, That's what right? he wanted. Soccer, right? Ha! <laughs> Thanks, love. <laughs> love. What are you fucking, Phil Mitchell? <laughs> yeah, soccer. I was joking though. I'm not that good looking. I'm not that good looking. I, this is only two years ago, gang. I think you are. Of course, but it's what you wanted. You've now fished for a look compliment yeah, twice. Yeah. Uh, have you seen him? If you're around Tuesday night, we do. We should do something. Ah, uh, have you seen him? Yeah. You said okay about Beckham. You still yeah. don't want to drop that one. I've seen David Beckham before, but I don't know if I, if he was bald. I can Google it. Okay, what do you say? Yeah, do. Yeah, do. <laughs> okay, now, 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 what's your eager ears to get this Beckham lookalike thing to stick? I'd like that. Hang on, I'm googling. Just type in David Beckham shaved head. Instructions. Fuck me. Instructions of how to get Beckham up. And that's pretty much that. What else we got? Why don't you, why don't you tell people what else uh, we got? This is, hi there. Want to go titty bingo tonight? Hi, how are you? I just got some shit news at home, so I don't think it would be much fun. Sorry, you what? I just Fuck got me. some shit news at home, so I don't think it would be much fun tonight. Sorry. Okay, okay. What date's on that? 11th of the... Or sorry, 14th There was no shit news at home. There was no shit news at home. So as opposed to being straight up with the young girl who wants to share a good night with you at some kind of, I don't know, event of some sort, you are opting to basically suggest (laughs) there's been a death in the family. So not only have you rejected her and got away with not wanting to hang around her because you're only in it for one thing, you further manipulate her to feel sorry for you and want it again. You continue this skit about this false death for yeah. up to two weeks, according to the messages. She's getting onto you two weeks later, saying, I hope everything's okay. What's the last thing you say to her there? 
thanks. I'm all right. Yeah, thank you for understanding. Thank you for understanding about the fake situation I have created. <laughs> just one more. That's uh, this one's. This one's just to show what a moron you really are yeah. and this one is just to solidify maybe why she might have lost interest in you because I've never seen anyone say this to somebody <laughs> in fact I'm going to read this one <laughs> Isabella I'm excited to see you Connor me too I have a really red face <laughs> think I'm getting a hot flush she goes are you okay he goes I'm fine just hot <laughs> yeah Bro, that you're 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 in Texas. Terrible. Um, but what is the story with like? There was a lot of relationships you you got yourself in, and obviously I only saw Isabella popped up. I was yeah. too fascinated by it. I was getting fascinated with the whole concept of what our emotions are. A lot of these relationships were quite serious. Yeah. Obviously, obviously. you had Hohanna, yeah. who's been mentioned, and you really yeah. fell head over heels for her. Yeah. Vonda was like the first experiment. Who else? Who else were we talking? There was a girl called Meg, who was. Uh, she was she was an abuser. She used to. Uh, what do you mean? She used to beat me. What do you mean? Um, she used to beat you for a while. No, but hold on. What do you mean she used to beat you? She used to bully me. She. Used but hold to, on. Uh, You're always the victim. What do you mean she bullies you? How? She used to just like text me like abusive texts. Like what? Like, Give what, me one. Where like what? What are you doing? Like why? What? <laughs> no, just like. What are you doing? Just like telling me how to like behave and work. Telling what me what do you what mean? Do, but uh, that's not bullying. That's was, not bullying. I'd say she was just sick of your shit. Oh, you just walked by her. She just ignored me. But why wouldn't she? She knows was, you're a creep. She didn't think I was a creep. Why? She probably knew your reputation around the place. You're walking around with all these messages on your phone. You think you're fucking Russell Brand. And that poor girl, whatever her name is, Margaret, had had a fucking enough of it. Yeah, well, she was, uh, she was, she used to hit me. She what do you mean she hit you, man? Smack me. But you're saying as if she was a priest in a 1940 school, like she gave you one the yeah, odd night she, drunk. Yeah, like she didn't. She didn't recreationally hit no, you. No, but she gave me one the odd night drunk, and used to like shout at me for like giving her friend too much attention. That just hit me. In the that's not. That's just. That's she not. That's not bullying. She, she it's was, not. How is she the bully? Her dad was in the IRA. Uh, it's not linked. Well, she was. Oh, but that's that. That might have altered your perception. What? Her dad was on witness protection from the IRA. Uh, they moved to Philadelphia, so that's why she was an out and out scumbag who used to bully men she was with and used to hit them. What do you mean? Her dad is a traditional rathead from Ireland. Right, they went yeah, over to the States and he was put to witness protection. And then he raised Apparently, her. She's probably lying. She probably has some psychotic issues who she used to hit. What a creative lie, though. If yeah. she is lying, you'd nearly just keep her around for that level of creativity. Yeah. What a story. Yeah. And were you and her romantic? Yeah. Honestly, and what was that like? Me. She beat you during the romance. Yeah, she's beat me during the romance. She what do you mean? All over her body. That, no, again, but you keep saying her. beating. You've no story of a beating. <laughs> Your stories of bullies, and then it just comes back to this kind of. Her bed used to like broken. Yes, what do you mean used to be like, broken? Den. It was basically like a a den of like her dogs in these cages with like knickers on the floor and like her dirty dog. hairs all over her bed. She Why were like, you? Hit. So were you only? Were you only with her out of fear? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Because you couldn't not be with her as she'd just, like, abuse you and tell you why you were a loser and shit. A loser? She was yeah. calling you a loser, she? Like, called she called me a loser, yeah. Go a bit, yeah. Well, she, she just, she just get on to saying, where are you a loser? Yeah. So basically it was Helga and Hey Arnold. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. Where are you a loser, yeah. And now that it's all said and done, and obviously you'll probably never see any of these women again, 
has she left the biggest effect with you because she abused you? Probably left. Are you the, the one you love the most memory. now? No, I don't. If you could go back and go on a date with one of these, um, basically, random no, she was homo scared. sapiens living the other side of the planet, would you select her? No, she was too scared. The holes in her ears, it's her earrings. What do you mean? Her, her, basically, her lobe was her <laughs> earring. Um, she had tattoos all over body, disgusting, like pictures of fucking naked people. She was just an abusive... I don't... I lo- yeah, it, ju- it, just, it doesn't... A lot of it doesn't sound... Don't like it adds up. Guys, I've talked a lot about Manchester United on this show. Of course, you know, it's very close to our hearts. Um, and we know my current stance on the situation. We know my current stance on Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, Woodward, Richard Arnold, the Glazers, and everyone involved, everyone in the club. And things do need to change. Eventually, we need to get to a place where Ed Woodward... The worst, um, basically the worst piece of human control or management yeah. displayed since uh, since Hitler convinced people to take over Germany, basically. Um, by the way, although Hitler's behavior and CV is absolutely deplorable and the effect he has on the world is still felt today and he is one of the most despicable humans yeah. who ever lived and standard for values that still in a way haunt our current society yeah. and everything wrong in the world. Um, he was against gays. He was against people of a different race. And yeah. in many ways, he was against women. He was against the disabled as well. But if anyone is interested in the concept of leadership, marketing, <laughs> public speaking, and basically um, charisma, yeah, what a subject. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. to be a foot soldier um, who didn't come from money, who came from humble beginnings... You're a foot soldier in war. And to be from a different country and to basically convince that many people in the pre-social media era, yeah. uh, before a time where you could just throw one of his speeches on Twitter and everyone started clicking it. Again, the wor- one of the worst things to ever happen to the world, but in terms of singular human achievement, the level of power he oh, achieved. Insane. How wasn't it talked about more? Yeah, because he was so evil. Of course, of course. He was an absolute cretin. But what was he even talking about getting getting to that level of importance? Like, what was he talking about? Do you know the world's got so media and fame hungry now that if Hitler kind of lived or was around now they wouldn't have him locked up they'd have him on their podcast and all Joe Rogan would have him on you're allowed to get away with disgraces if you've a really good story to tell like the amount of people who you see on YouTube doing interviews who are like yeah I robbed a bank in uh, 1998 armed robbery it's like so you gave around four staff members post-traumatic stress you should still be in there what do you mean you're robbing a bank going in willy-nilly with shotguns completely ruining people's afternoons but they're doing podcasts and all now Hitler would be an unbelievable guest yeah he would be yeah he'd be brilliant on it what was he yeah I don't know but back to the point Ed Woodward it all began for me the situation we're in now when Wayne Rooney one of the greatest players in terms of ability and talent ever to play in the Premier League there's still no doubt about the fact that he fell short in his career he should have been yeah. Van Basten good and he kind of retires a little bit above Lampard yeah. for me in terms of standard if even Rooney had an unbelievable career but the talent like that it doesn't grow in trees it started when Wayne Rooney played hardball with the club and in Fergie's last interview now admittedly Fergie did say Phil Jones is going to be one of the best players in the club's history in this same interview but he did let us know for the second time Wayne Rooney is asked to leave yeah. that should have been it Fergie the greatest football manager of all time saw that Rooney having played since 16 in his late 20s his legs are going yeah. he's not the same 
same player. He can't move as quickly as becoming more injury prone. And Ed Woodward, out of panic of the brand and because Chelsea were sniffing around, decides to make Wayne Rooney the highest paid player in England with a five-year deal. That already put us on the back foot. That already started. Then there's obviously transfer dealings and that moist summer are unbelievably poor and this continued. Nanny going to Sporting Lisbon on loan whilst we pay his full salary. Um in order to get Rojo for 16 million things like that yeah, selling Van yeah. Persie for the price we sold him for etc etc we all know the Woodward problems but as I've said before we need to just deal with the social one instantly and then go back to Woodward I've said that but I don't want to get into that again because there has to be some positivity about things you love and that positivity comes in the shape of Mason Greenwood we talked about Wayne Rooney and I've, I've went on about Mason Greenwood months ago on this show yeah. He doesn't have a side. I don't mean he doesn't have a foot. He doesn't have a side. There's two-footed players. Mason Greenwood takes an equal first touch with both feet. Yeah. He can turn either side. He's basically the most gifted academy player to come to ranks at United since Ravel Morrison and before that probably Skulls. Yeah. We want to talk about Rooney's talent. For me, Greenwood isn't far off that. All Manchester United fans listening to this need to know that there is a diamond in the rough. And regardless of what happens, as long as that kid is here... There's only a certain level of bad it can get because you're looking at a future multiple PFA player of the year for me. And I'm going to go on record saying that. Yeah. I'm going to go on record saying that. So if Mason Greenwood doesn't work out yeah. and he's a flop and the fact that he used to have more than a goal a game with the youth teams, um, you can all hit you're me up right and abuse me. You can all hit me up and abuse me. If he isn't considered one of the foremost attacking players in Europe by the time Euro 2024 is around, and I mean... Yeah, yeah. Proper foremost. I mean Kane level. I mean Kane level. I mean Salah level of reputation in the game. Hit me up. Abuse me. Question me. For some reason, we're not allowed to talk about Mason Greenwood. I think it's because a lot of the media work was wasted. Not wasted, but pumped into Rashford. Their starts aren't even comparable. Rashford came on the scene. He scored four lucky goals in his first two games and then had the great goal at West Ham and then obviously the goal at City and a few other things. But he never kicked the ball with the same confidence. Mason Greenwood scores. He acts like he's been doing it for 25 years. He, for me, is our best attacking player yeah, currently. He has the best goal per minute ratio. He scores inside the box, outside the box, either foot. It doesn't get near the keeper. He kicks the ball in that Robin Van Persie yeah. kind of Rooney-esque bend on it. That just means this is happening for Absolutely years. Well. That Fowler yeah. bend on it. That Andy Cole yeah. connection as opposed to to Rashford's willy-nilly is the ball burst is it not burst I don't trust yeah, it I like Rashford's improvement he has worked hard he's put on size he's put on speed he seems more reliable but it doesn't seem like consistency is guaranteed no, just based off his style yeah. just based off the way he does but Mason Greenwood has already arrived nearly the finished product yeah. so for all the despair and all the sadness we do have the most exciting young player in European football yeah. who has been at the club since he was six donning the red shirt and completely living up to the billing so it's not all doom and gloom and before we finish up we're starting a new segment today I like to call Martin's Markets Um, Pat Martin here a guy who doesn't offer much needs to start offering more so I've challenged him to make a selection for the week a bit of a win-win for the listener if Pat Martin is correct you will be on a winner if he is wrong it will be confirmed that the guy is the biggest moron in Irish broadcasting Pat what are you saying? Uh, Green Bay playing San Francisco NFC you give it a bit of context uh, we're going to do NFC, it NFC divisional game 
so yeah, it's Sunday night, eleven forty. So I know you guys will be up semi final to Super Bowl. <laughs> Why? What's that? <laughs> what is that? No, seriously, we're, we're running out of time here to tell them what, yeah, tell them what the bet um, is and stop putting on a Kent Brockman voice. The line's 7.5. What's with the accent? <laughs> what What is with the accent, man? The line's 7.5. I'm going to take Green Bay Plus. Stop speaking like that. Seriously, it's making me feel sick. What is that accent? Just what's happening? Just starting Martin's here. Markets, he yeah, Martin's market. Yeah, Martin's market doesn't mean you have to talk <laughs> like that. <laughs> what are you, car salesman? What's the story? You think Green Bay are going to do plus, plus 7.5? Why? Game to San Francisco. Why? Uh, Rogers against Grappola. I understand. Made, San Francisco yeah. have been on fire this Two season. Two kind of regular, or sorry, new coaches to the game. The reason uh, why I, the, the reason I'm not going to even go at your over analyze yeah. is because I completely agree with you. Um, yeah. If you look at the Niners, they actually have a better record on the road this season than they do at home, mm, and yeah. Green Bay's is very close. Green Bay are seven and one at home, six and two on the road. Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs has only thrown ten interceptions in eighteen yeah. games. Uh, seven point five is absolutely crazy. crazy. I could even see Green Bay doing it. I'm not agreeing with you. No, it's not my thing. Yeah, no, this I, is all I'm on, on you. But you're saying, yeah, I'm on Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay all day against Garoppolo. Green Bay plus 7.5 at what odds 7.5 I think it's 10 to 11 you'll probably get it there you might get yeah and throw in McGregor at 1 to 3 there just to yeah, bring it up to uh, to over even money interesting one uh, as I said uh, hold tight we have some very very interesting things in store and thanks for tuning in MA show it's been how many years my boy you still don't know my chairs of joy no need to go just take it slow and have you heard the michael anthony show Makes me feel just fine. What's it makes me see the light. What about those tears? Cheers, believe my eyes. How's it make it feel? Makes me feel alright.